Good morning. Good uh, Monday morning. It's uh, it's sunny, Linda Perkins. I know. You know, I left my house to come here, which was not that long ago, and, <laughs> and it was raining. I mean, full-on raining. Like, I thought, oh, I don't want to get that wet, and I went through the basement, you know? Yeah. And um, now, and I got here, and the sun was out. It's crazy and yeah. wonderful. The sun is out. Um, so I probably should let everyone know that it's time for food talk. Yay! <laughs> I'm Marianne <laughs> Myers, and uh, you just met Linda Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> that, that music was something, wasn't it? I expected, like, like you know, funny-dressed people coming out of an asylum dancing happily in the yard. <laughs> that was a great... I liked that music. I uh, I should have shazammed that and found out what it was. That was great. Shazam. Shazam. That'll be our word today. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. It's not the likely ingredient for most of the <laughs> things we fix, although it probably should be in everything. <laughs> yes. They always say cook with love, but wouldn't it be better if we cooked with shazam? Totally better. <laughs> totally better. <laughs> well, you know, it's been... Uh, it hasn't been that hot. Well, now no. I don't know where you you live. It's usually warmer than where I, I live. I know, but it's so nice, and it, I, I almost have like survivor survival guilt for the rest of the country, which, who who are living in like deep yes. fried hell right now. Yes, you know? I know. We are very lucky yeah. almost all the time. Yeah. Um, we went climate to, wise. We went to eat outside last night, and I'm like, "Ooh, should I bring a jacket?" I mean, you know, seriously, well, it was 64. <laughs> we had friends over for dinner. We started out on the deck, and we ended up moving inside because Burr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I I actually baked something as oh, yeah? part of dinner because it was not it was not hot outside. It was no problem to have the oven at 375 for about 45 minutes. It was what, no big deal. What'd you make? I made uh, the tomato corn. Well, the recipe is called tomato corn gratin, but we know it's just a casserole. Yeah. <laughs> so outside of the Midwest, it's yeah. a gratin. There you go. Well, they're both aren't they both French gratin and casserole? I think. Oh both. yeah. So Aww. you know, it's it's snooty no matter what you do, but okay. um, it's really delicious, and you know, it's corn and tomato season, so yeah, uh, beautiful, really ripe tomatoes and corn taken off the cob it's delicious and you know heavy cream and butter and blah 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 a little a little <laughs> topping of uh uh fresh breadcrumbs mixed with uh chopped basil and grated parm okay nice yeah it's lovely were there any kind of herbs or spices in the gratin i put uh some smoked paprika and uh just salt and pepper okay. because uh you know the stars of the show. Yeah, don't really need. You don't really need to uh, put lipstick on that. No, smoked paprika is Dale's favorite spice. It's if I put good. it in anything, he's like, "Oh, what did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't recognize it as his favorite spice. Yeah, but it just is. I know. Well, it's adaptable. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we all should take a page from the <laughs> smoked paprika playbook, really, <laughs> so, to be. Um, you know, so I just did that and um, some fajitas, which I, you know, I don't have the outdoor grills like you do, but I have a grill uh, insert on the top of my stove and I can get a grill mark on it, even though it's just electric. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, no, those uh, are great. Yeah, they're they're very. It's actually literally a great. <laughs> But yes, Shazam! I do, I do like the way that uh, certain things like fajita meat turn out on mm -hmm. that better than in a frying pan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Typically, if I have fish, I'll cook it on the grill just because I really don't like that fish smell in my house. I just oh, don't. Right. But um, I have on my grill a side burner, and if I'm going to cook it in a frying pan, I still do it outside because I don't like that fish smell in my house. <laughs> and so um, I got some uh, fresh patchouli sole. Oh, man. Which I really like. I think it's the king of soul. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of soul. <laughs> oh, just like the song before yeah. the Crazy Asylum song. Yeah. It was a glory hallelujah. <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, I, I cooked it in um, a fry pan outside. It turned out just great. You know, it's um, it's so thin and delicate yeah. that I really, it doesn't seem like no matter how high a heat I cook it on, it doesn't really brown a lot. No, you it know? doesn't. Because it, it would just be too done if you did that. And so I don't care. It was just, it was so good. I was really happy to yeah, have that. Yeah, it's delicious. Did yeah. you do anything to it? I mean. Let's see. You know, I made like a. A bear blanc with, um, I guess, what would you call it? Well, with capers and lemon and white wine. Uh-huh. And that was good. Yeah. It really turned good. out kind of an ugly color. The shallots made it look kind of like death. But <laughs> other than that, and I don't know why it did that. I think the shallots were just too red. So then the color of the sauce got really muddy. But it still tasted really good. You know, sometimes um, if you get, uh, sometimes garlic is red or blue mm-hmm. instead yeah. of, yeah. Weird, huh? And it can make whatever you're using it in. Green eggs and ham. (laughs) (laughs) But delicious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, really. I am obsessed right now with tomatoes and corn. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you were baking till the wee hours. Oh, yeah, just making cookies. I was trying to force myself to make a giant, giant, giant batch of cookies, so I made all the dough first, and then I just lollygagged around, and so I was up to, like, (laughs) 145 baking. So if I, like, trail off in the middle of a sentence... (laughs) Well, you know, my feeling is it's good to have something to blame it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could could happen for no apparent reason. Just assume my eyes are closed. I was, um, you know, because of the whole tomato uh, fascination lately, um, I was looking for things that um, I could use really fresh tomatoes Mm -hmm. on. And... I don't know if we've talked about this before, uh, about using tomato as a a marinade, a tenderizer, because it's got acid in it. Yeah, you did once, but I haven't done it. I haven't done it either, but I realized that I have done what, uh, you you grate the tomato, Mm -hmm. and then uh, you can add like capers or, uh, and and some vinegar, whatever you want to add to it, and then the recipe that I that jogged my memory about grated tomatoes was for um, uh, greens and beans. So you you grate tomatoes, you add some capers and some vinegar, and then you uh, uh, pour it over um, chard or kale or mustard greens or whatever. Something sturdy. Yeah, yeah, sturdy greens. And um, you add some lentils or kidney beans or uh, or, you know, uh, chickpeas, Mm -hmm. and... um, let it all sit and and think about what it's done <laughs> for for a very long time until the gra- the greens get tender like you could just stick it in the fridge and okay. let it go and then uh, put it on buttered toast isn't that interesting i've never heard of of that idea of tenderizing greens yeah i know but it makes total sense yeah and it also reminded me of uh, the one of the things that uh, Norma and I ate to excess in Spain a couple times for a couple different trips was uh, the pan, the pan con tomate, which is uh, um, 
toasted slices of baguette um, rubbed with a garlic clove and then uh, uh, rubbed with the cut side of a tomato. I mean, you can also use grated tomato and spoon Uh it on there and spread it on and have it be more of a thick layer. But uh, often it's just a cut tomato, uh, you know, rubbed over just like you do the garlic. Okay. And it's at every tapas bar, every tapas bar in Spain, I swear. Okay. Um, And the reason is because it's so delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It's so completely delicious. And then I found, uh, then I was looking at, uh, I'm not sure how you say uh, pan bagnat or bag, it's spelled bagnat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But um, it is basically a really nice vinaigrette that like everybody makes a vinaigrette with oil and and um, uh, vinegar of your choice, and usually some mustard. And this one has uh, anchovies in it, which makes it even better, and garlic. Uh, but basically, that sandwich is a like a, a salad nassoise on a roll. Okay, you know, but but it features slices of really a French po' boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so delicious with tuna or salmon or whatever you have left over in the fridge. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so tomatoes, I'm obsessed. They're so delicious. Well, speaking of mustard, I made some um, a bunch of deviled eggs for the 4th of July, you know. And um, um, I had this weird thing happen. So I really think that, that deviled eggs are much better if you make them in a food processor. They're so smooth and creamy. They are delicious. So I, um, because I was making a bunch, I put all the egg yolks in there, and I put the mayo and some salt and pepper, and I whipped it up, and it broke. What? Isn't that weird? Never had that happen ever. I didn't even know it was possible. But when I say it broke, I mean it broke like like a sauce breaks or a soup breaks. It's it's like clotty with with like little interspersions of oil. Yeah. And so um, I could not for the life of me figure it out. And then just by chance, because I always put mustard in deviled eggs, um, I I put some Dijon in there, you know, a hefty amount, which is what I would normally use. And it fixed it. Oh because if something breaks, you don't have an emulsor, em- that, emulsifier, you know? Yeah. And so, and that fixed it. And so what it was is when I make deviled eggs, I usually make a normal amount. And I put, you know, the mustard. Let's see. I put the mustard and I put some onions. I put salt and pepper and the mayo and the egg yolks in there. And I whip it all up together. And then the chunky stuff I put in there and I just go whip, whip, and then it's done. So that I'm not chopping that to smithereens. But I do chop the onions to smithereens. But it's the mustard that holds it all together when you make it in a food processor, because if you make your deviled eggs with a fork and you're yeah. just mashing all up, that's not going to matter because you're that's right not getting like a solution or whatever uh, yeah. suspension. And so I thought that was really interesting. That's really interesting. <coughs> so do you have a, a secret remedy for if you're making a sauce and it breaks? Oh, I just serve it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you guys have to be thankful no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes I'll just add a little cream. That usually works. Yeah, that usually. Yeah. I think fat in general, yeah. you could, I've done it with a little bit of butter, too. It, yeah. There are ways to, um, you know, strong arm that <laughs> recalcitrant mixture into submission. submission. Yeah, that's Take right. that. <laughs> yeah, right. I will whip you with my wire whisk. <laughs> whip it good. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, so what else is in season right now that is just... Oh, um, we are not done talking about tomatoes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm so, happy to talk about <laughs> tomatoes for the whole 29 minutes. Not like we haven't yabbered through half of it already. I, I had um, some tomatoes that were good, too. And um, I like pasta salads. I just do. And sometimes there's too much pasta, though. You yeah, know? yeah, almost always, yeah. or not enough uh, vinaigrette or whatever the yeah. dressing is. Yeah. yeah, it always takes way more dressing than you think it because does. Because the, the pasta just soaks it up yeah. like little sponges, yeah. and then even when you chew it, it doesn't give it back to you. Yeah, so how in the last couple of years I have solved that problem? Look how smart I am. Ooh. <laughs> First it was the break, broken the broken eggs, and now... <laughs> I know, I'm just a thinker. You anyway. are. You are. <laughs> anyway, um, how I have solved that is generally if I make a pasta salad I will make a tortellini salad and then oh. the tortellini is a special thing every bite or two yes. you know and it's not the main ingredient uh-huh does that make sense so yeah. it's just like everything else you know you probably have equal amounts of five or six different vegetables in there that you know that are good like broccoli and cauliflower and mm, tomatoes yes. cucumbers and then there's an equal amount of pasta it's not like you take a bunch of vegetables, mix it up, and then take an equal amount of pasta. Yeah. It's not one-to-one. It's like maybe six-to-one or even eight-to-one. And so um, I like my pasta salads best if I roast a bunch of different vegetables, and I have a bunch of fresh vegetables, and then a good vinaigrette, and then some tortellini. I've, I've decided that's how I like them. That's really – and then um, – so are you doing, it's a vinaigrette. Yeah, and so what I do is um, either white wine or red wine vinegar with um, a bunch of olive oil. And then, and I generally use olive oil. I think I don't use um, extra virgin olive oil, um, but but you can. But I, I guess I like it a little more neutral. Yeah. And then um, um, I put sh- uh, shallots in there, garlic, thyme, and smoked paprika, and a bunch of Parmesan cheese. Okay. And um, that's what I do, salt and pepper. Yum. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds real good. Wow. And pasta salads with vinaigrette are just such an easy way to try out different spice combinations like zatar or yeah. jug or something like that. Just yeah. make a basic vinaigrette and then stir that in just a little bit. Yeah. See if you like it. Stir. Oh, I got the hiccups. Great for the radio. <laughs> stir in. A, I'll scare myself. Shazam! <laughs> and just just stir in a little bit. See if you like it. Stir in a little bit more if it's you know bland. And it's just a, a way to use different spices that you like. You know. Yeah, and Har- also if we've bought uh, some of those more exotic blends because we had a specific recipe. Yes. Then uh, we need <laughs> we need ways to use the rest of that yes. stuff. Yes. So. Uh, it works really well in all kinds of dips, too. Like, you can add it to hummus. And oh, and to then you taught me, just mix it up with mayo and then dip something in it. Woohoo! Oh, I've been doing a lot of... <laughs> I've been grilling lately in my kitchen, yeah. and uh, I've been throwing uh, asparagus on the grill. Oh, yeah. And just brushing them with a little oil. And um, I've been just using, uh, like, grapeseed oil because... Uh, everything else smokes so easily. Yeah, yeah. And that has a pretty high smoke point. So, um, uh, and then just uh, serving it, just sprinkle salt and pepper and serve it with uh, curry mayo on the side. Yeah. It's delicious. So good. Yeah, so it's really good. good. And the leftover curry mayo is a great sandwich spread. And, and remind me the recipe for curry mayo. Let me think. It's some mayo and then uh, some curry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Two tastes. 
I want to take a quick sec and uh, blame <laughs> blame uh, KMUN and North Coast Food Web for food talk. <laughs> they are um, our uh, reason for being, and uh, we appreciate it. We're, we are a co-production of those two fine organizations, and uh, I encourage you to go to both of those websites and rummage around in there. They're chock full of interesting and informative information. KMUN.org, North Coast Food Web. You know, when you um, mention the food web, I always think of farmer's markets. I just do. CSAs and farmer's markets, they're just, you say the food web and that makes makes me think of them. Do you have favorite things that you get at farmer's markets that you just normally don't get at the store? Um, You mean that I don't find at the store? Because I almost exclusively buy eggs from... um, Local markets as opposed to uh, supermarkets. Okay. And it isn't that you can't get eggs ev- yeah. anywhere you shop for groceries. Uh, but I just like buying eggs from the people who have the chickens in the, you know, whatever. In I the mean, yard. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, a, and a yard pretty close by. Yeah. So <laughs> um, uh, that's one of the things. But let me think. Uh, there are certain things that I almost always get. Local honey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then right now, everything uh, vegetable, everything vegetable yeah. is growing in our um, local farmers' uh, gardens right now. Just so, such a huge array of greens and mm-hmm. garlic scapes and um, it, it just everything lovely. I think the lettuce mixes are something, are, are, are superior to anything you can get in the store. Yeah. And I know it's not time yet, but I always appreciate just the wide variety of peppers and chilies yeah uh, that's delicious and i love uh, banana peppers you know just sweet yes. banana peppers no spice but i love the flavor of them it's one of my favorite things to put in gazpacho and you just you don't get them in the store you know so that's something that i really like and um berries so many different flavors of berries so yeah. many different varieties of like blackberries and raspberries that you know you get raspberries in the store but you can get tulamines or you know yes. all the different kinds yes. and even way more so with blackberries yeah. i think um the berry guy said friday is going to be the last day for berries here oh. at, the, uh, at the stand on the coast and um anyway yeah and then peaches just the wide variety oh of my peaches, gosh all the stone different fruits. flavors yeah. yeah yeah stone fruits now and um, a melons. Oh, yeah. Melons are yeah, coming into their own. Yes, Hermiston melons are starting to arrive. Yeah, and, and I really still think that it's a couple more weeks. Yeah. I usually think of August as uh, watermelon se- season. Yeah. Just that month. But September, half of September. But Hey, I'm going to say something that might end our friendship. I oh. like, I li- <laughs> I'll brace myself. What? Okay, ready? <laughs> I like cantaloupe better than watermelon. Oh, I know you said that. Oh, but I did. But you like, <laughs> I know, and I still love you. Okay, because I still like watermelon. <laughs> I actually love Especially it. Especially but... <laughs> with fennel salt. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you know, fennel salt I'm is a one-trick pony. <laughs> pretty fabulous on cantaloupe, too. Yeah. Fennel salt is good on, I, th- I think, any kind of melon. Especially a melon that needs a little rehab like honeydew always does. I just don't like it. It just tastes like it's trying to be a melon. Well, it's a good delivery <laughs> system for fennel salt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you want to remind me how you make fennel salt? Okay, yes. And so fennel salt is delicious. Um, um, Marianne and I um, catered a party years ago, and the hostess wanted this served, and it was so delicious. So you just cut up some watermelon, or you don't, and then you, you make fennel salt. And what you do is you have a spice grinder, and you put a bunch of uh, fennel in it. Oh, but first you have to, it is imperative, that you fry in a dry saute pan the fennel just until it just starts popping a little bit and and you can and then get it out of the pan so it doesn't burn but you can take a piece of that fennel and it'll crunch and you can take a piece of the fennel that you didn't fry and it'll be like a little sliver of wood in your mouth it's like a pine needle or something just you're gnawing on it it's so woody it's it's not anything so you've fried up the fennel and it is crispy now and so when you put it in your spice grinder it'll just grind it like like you would like um cracked pepper yeah so it's not completely a powder or anything like that and then i mix it one part fennel to three parts kosher salt like um you know a flake salt and then uh, mix it up and then you just sprinkle it on watermelon and then you put a squeeze of lime and it is so much better than the sum of its parts oh my gosh it is transformative really it's fabulous and uh, fennel salt also is a product that's available for sale uh, at a ridiculously oh my gosh oh my it's gosh. like i'll sell my jewelry or make it yourself <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you can make it yourself for a couple bucks or you can spend 20 on a tiny little jar oh, of yeah, it yeah. Uh, but i think that uh, it is a good thing to remind people about going into me- melon season yeah. because well and will... and my ratio is three parts salt to one part fennel but maybe you like more fennel i mean it's just what you like yeah. you know yeah so try it two to one and then if it's too fennel you add some salt yeah or, you know, the other way around. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> j- you know, just have a taste and see what you like. I think that, uh, that also, in talking about it being more than the sum of its parts, tasting the, the fennel salt to make sure that you like the, the, the ratio, mm-hmm. it, it, it is different than having it on the watermelon. You know, I mean, yeah. it's intense on its own, but it is so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really, really delicious. It's very it seduces the watermelon into something <laughs> so appealing. I um I learned a new technique. What at my ripe old age? <laughs> so um it was of course researching you know fish after I cooked the petroleum sole because I just yeah. I don't cook sole that often, and and it was like two pounds which is a large amount to cook up, and so um I was just trying to figure out how I could have done it better, um because without you know cooking it too much and so there was this method um what's that guy's name kenzie alt something yeah like yeah kenzie alt. yeah is he the serious eats guy or i know he did the food lab i don't know anyway i respect him i can't remember why yeah <laughs> he um he, i think he's written some cookbooks i've used his recipes before he's on um, a bunch of his stuff is on a bunch of uh, food websites yeah, yeah shows up yeah anyway so he had this method for cooking primarily fish but you can cook pretty much anything he says and you put parchment paper in the bottom of your fry pan so it's to make any pan non-stick so what you do and and that's good because non-stick pans are insanely toxic you know yeah so you um put a little bit of oil you have to put oil in the pan then you put a uh, cut a sheet of parchment to fit the pan or to be just a little bit bigger than whatever it is you're frying. And then you put oil over it. So you have to put oil under it and over it. And then you heat it up on medium. He says um, 
parchment paper goes to like 425 that you can heat it and otherwise it'll off gas or something. Um, but um, so just don't go higher than, than medium. Heat up your pan. You can also, you know, heat up your pan and then put the oil down, put the parchment and put that down. And then you fry your thing. Huh. And so um, I didn't try it with fish because I didn't have any more fish. But you know what I tried it with? Zucchini. Because um, um, I don't like how it's so hard to flip discs of zucchini. They yeah. just suction themselves onto. Yeah. And so what I did is I have like this giant honking like pancake shaped flipper spatula uh -huh. thing. And I just um, uh, put that underneath the paper and I flipped the whole mass over. And it was like the easiest way to flip them. They weren't on the parchment when they landed a second time, but it didn't matter. It didn't you know? matter with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Very cool. anyway, it worked and they got brown and it, I think it would work. He said the only thing he tried that it didn't work with were pancakes. But I can't imagine eating help with pancakes, flipping. No, I can't either. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first pancake is a, a you know a sacrifice, sacrifice to the pancake <laughs> gods, and then the rest of them are fabulous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, though, that zucchini is another thing that's it's everywhere all the time. Oh, yeah, I've been getting them. They've been arriving on my doorstep. Oh. They're like as big as like, you know. Fake legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, uh, I ran across a, a recipe for zucchini pancakes. Oh, yeah? And uh, I think that that's a really good idea. I, I haven't tried it, and I you would have to, like, really get all that water out of them. Yeah. I mean, I know that any of those pancake or fritter-type recipes involve squeezing, 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 yes. squeezing. Sometimes I don't have time for that. Yeah, I know. Or patience. Uh, there's a lot of uh, grading involved, also. But yeah. if you, you know, if you have a food processor, well, yeah, and that's yeah. I would just I always do yeah. the food processor. Thing. And if you have time, you can put everything, all the gratings, in a uh, colander or a strainer and set it over a bowl and go away and, you know, have a beverage. <laughs> Come back later. A lot of that water will be out. And I, uh, in this uh, corn tomato casserole, you slice the tomatoes about a half inch thick. Mm -hmm. and then uh, you salt them on both sides and put them on a rack over a sheet pan and let them sit for about 30 minutes and all the okay. excess water drips I've away. done where I um, put um, whatever it is in a colander, yeah. you know, over a big bowl or a pot. So, you know, usually it's something that's dirty in the sink. Exactly. <laughs> that's and, right. And then I just set a big can on it oh. <laughs> and go away, and there it's pressing go. the whole time, and that seems to work. Yeah. You know, or a small plate with a can on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sometimes I don't even have time for that, though. Oh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I do really like, like, the okoni, uh, you know, the, the Japanese omelets with everything oh, yeah, yeah. in them. Yeah. I can't say it right now. Okonomiyaki or something like that. I don't even know the word. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they have often uh, shredded zucchini in them. They have everything. It's like clean out the refrigerator and yeah. put it in, in an omelet. They're so good. Um so that makes me think that I I need to do that. I did recently clean out my entire. Oh, listen to you. Listen to no. me. I'm telling you this. I cleaned out my entire vegetable drawer and <laughs> did a stir fry. Everything in it. It was pristine. The I relied the vegetable it. hospice. <laughs> yes, I I saved everyone's life and put them in the saute pan. I don't know why that was so incredibly liberating, but it was yeah. because I. I I always feel, you know, regret mm -hmm. when I get to the bottom and something's wearing its fur coat. I <laughs> I, it's cold in here. So. It feels like it's disrespectful to the farmer, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. That's why I try really hard the not world. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I try know. really hard. 
I know. But it is to some degree inevitable because yeah. we pack so darn much stuff in there. Yeah. So, you know, we're running out of time. No. Well, yes, we are. No. And so we have about one minute left, and I wonder if you only had one minute to uh, impart some wisdom about the season. What would it be? Don't forget rhubarb. I know that it's kind of over, but, boy, it's good. And, and people always, when the rhubarb gets to how it is now, where it's kind of spongy and long and big and not pretty and springy Stringy, and yeah, yeah yeah just chop it up and make a um a sauce out of it yeah rhubarb like applesauce rhubarb sauce is so good there's nothing better than applesauce oh. and rhubarb sauce on cottage cheese <laughs> oh words of wisdom that sounds really good and i have not eaten cottage cheese in a million years i love that stuff what's wrong I do too. I and like it's it. really good with sliced tomatoes. tomatoes there's nothing better on cottage cheese than oh tomatoes oh my gosh all right, that's it. I'll stop at the store on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Cottage Aww. cheese and sliced tomatoes. I have a couple left. <laughs> I will totally do that. I know we've talked before about the fact that I peel tomatoes. Oh, Although I, I don't when I put them in a casserole because, you know, baked. Yeah. Um, I feel like everything has tenderized right. But yeah. I do have a husband who loves it, his tomatoes peeled. We have to go. Do you want to sing us out? I'm driving my vegetables. I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli. I'm driving my cauliflower. Driving a bushel of corn home and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a bushel of corn and tomatoes. <laughs> Linda Perkins, thank you so much. See Shazam! <laughs> to all of you, we wish you Shazam.